guys welcome back to the channel first of all i want to apologize that there wasn't an episode last week it is my goal to get these episodes out to you guys weekly but nursing school is intense and i still have to prioritize my family and my own walk with god so we're going to get this information out to you as much as we can but today's episode is going to be great richard and Brittany dropped some absolute gems i'm going to have their book um, their website in the description box i want you to check it out i enjoyed this interview and i'm sure you guys will greatly benefit from this so if you're a person that's ever struggled with lust or just want to help someone follow god with the heart of purity listen to the end share this episode and appreciate you guys be blessed Same. welcome back to the podcast guys today we are blessed we have a special couple in the building couple that's doing the same exact things we're doing pushing purity preaching against pornography, perversion, all those things, and showing you that you can live a holy life and have a healthy relationship. So thank you for joining us today. We have Brittany and Richard De La Mora. Hey. Sorry. Hey. I, wanted, hey. I wanted to have an accent. I love but I how you the R. <laughs> I killed that. I did that well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming on, man. It's such a privilege to have you guys here. So no, thank man. you for thank having you. us. So, yeah, for the people that may be a little bit new to you, you know, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I heard a little bit about Triple X Church in the past and, you know, Love Always Ministry, but I know you guys also run a podcast. You guys are obviously speakers, authors. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, okay, so we I was actually in the porn industry for seven years of my life and just had this radical encounter with God when I was reading my Bible on an airplane. And, you know, he called me to quit the industry and leave it behind. And mm -hmm. I was um, just hungry and desperate for him. So I quit, started going to church, took a year off of dating to grow in the Lord, met my incredible husband there. Uh, we now have two beautiful daughters and we lead lovealwaysministries.com. And we're doing just what you said. We're helping people pursue purity. Um, we're helping them overcome addictions to pornography. Um, we want to see people just walk in freedom. So we do that through books, courses, um, mentorship, and so forth. A little bit about you, Richard. Yeah. Um, I got saved 2006, 666. So it's wow. a kind of an interesting day. Yeah. People are like, what'd what you day? get saved? 666. <laughs> yeah. When I got saved, cried out to the Lord. I was having a huge panic attack. And I said, yeah. God, if you are who you say you are, then show me. 15 minutes later goes by. My uncle calls me from San Diego. Um, I live in Santa Barbara at the time. Um, he told me, Rich, how are you doing? I said, I'm freaking out, Unc. And he said, man, I'm on my book tour, but I stopped and I'm on the way to Santa Barbara. So it's crazy. Um, he brought a pastor with him. He found me uh, while well, he saw me at my house. From there, I gave my life to the Lord. And then ever since, you know, uh, my life has radically been changed. Uh, I've been doing ministry since, since then, since 2006. I moved to San Diego 2012. I was running a young adult ministry at that time. And then from there, uh, Brittany stepped in one day in our service and I was ministering and uh, I guess he God was smitten. Really yeah. He preached a word that changed my life. Let me tell you, <laughs> I went home, I deleted some, you know, photo Instagram. I, uh, just said, God, I, I just want to grow in you. Did a purity yeah. ceremony at church, broke up with the guy I was dating, like just from one message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great relationship message. He's anointed. And then, um, yeah, man. Then from there, her and I, you know, we started a date 
2013, 2014, we got married and, you know, we just- 2016, we got married. 16, yes. Mm -hmm. But we started dating, what, 2014? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Then we've been married for seven years. So like she said, two beautiful girls. And yeah, we, we run Love Always Ministries. Yeah. So you guys, normally when you ask somebody to look, like introduce themselves, they say, you know, I used to work at Wendy's. You know, you guys uh -huh. are- Heavy hitters right out the gate. All right. So there's a couple of things I want to I want to talk about from that because I think it's a two-way side to look at it. One, I want to know Brittany's story from, you know, how did I end up in this industry, you know, meeting God just by reading the Bible one day and realizing like something has, you know, something has to give. And then also being a husband, whereas obviously you're not meeting her based off her past. You're meeting a woman who's, you know, at this time you're both saved at this point, but still. I feel as though most guys are insecure over minuscule things. You know what I mean? So how how did it take, you know, I guess, got you getting God's eyes, you know, in order to view her, you know? So tell us a little bit about that on, you know, how you got there and also your approach to pursuing her, because I know a lot of people could probably would be insecure about certain things. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that my wife or Brittany at the time was in the adult film industry. I actually found out from one of my relatives um, which is kind of awkward, you know, like, yeah. hey, did you know she's in the industry? I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't even, we weren't dating. Yeah, we weren't dating at the time. Like, I don't even watch this type of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but then when I found out about her past, it was, um, it was actually very interesting because she shared about her whole story, uh, in front of our church in, I don't remember when it was 2013. 2013. But at that time, my mom and dad came. So mm. her and I were kind of like talking already. Perfect timing. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, I was thinking like, man, if I'm going to be with this girl, you know, I gotta make sure mom and pops agree to this one, especially my, like my mom, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go by, you know, with her saying, you know, mom dating this, you know, woman who was an ex porn star. Right. What? So anyways, um, yeah, Brittany shares her story. Then from there, my mom and dad just love her. And then, you know, her and I, we started then from there talking and dating and then, you know, coming up with her past, I remember this one day I was at the beach with her. We were just taking a stroll and I just said, hey, do you mind, you know, me asking you a question? And she's like, well, what do you want to talk about? I was like, well, I really want to know about like your past. And um, what I mean by that is like, I want to know how many videos did you do? How many magazines were you in? Um, you know, how many guys, blah, 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 blah. So it was just one of those like a spirit led conversations. And the reason why I say that is like, if someone's listening today here on the podcast and you're like dating somebody, uh, I would really be led by the spirit then randomly just being like, yo, like uh, how many people mm -hmm. have you been with? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Brittany ends up telling me, you know, I did, I've done over 200 films, um, had a pimp, was an escort. Um, and then what else? And then uh, she was just telling me a little bit of other stuff that she did. And, when she was telling me all this, like my heart sank and I'm like, wow. And then I just thought to myself, you know what? This woman is a, a, not a product of her past. She's a product of God's grace. Bible says that when you give your life to the Lord, you're a new creation. So for me, being able to see her correctly was me being able to see how God sees me correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I didn't, I didn't hold her past against her because number one, God doesn't do that to us. Right. And Number two, my wife was a new creation. Mm -hmm. And from there, I, I just I just wanted to love her the way that Christ loved her, you know? So um, that's what we're kind of helped my mindset coming along in our relationship. 
So in regards to that, I, I love your point point of view because, and, and the reason I, I knew you would go there, but my thing is, I feel as though people don't really have that level of maturity. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, we always claim we believe the Bible, we preach yeah. it, we post our cute verses, but truth be told, judging by our actions, we don't really believe that because the Bible okay. says, you know, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. However, we place some sins above the others. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then unfortunately, shame doesn't only come from the devil. It can come from the church. Absolutely. You know, people look at you as though, yeah, you might go to heaven, but yeah. you need to be at the back bench. You know what I mean? God yeah. has to call you to do anything. God has, you know, maybe he called you to make it in, but that's about it. You know, and, and yeah. it's so for you to know, well, most people are going to judge her or most people are going to even judge me. You didn't yeah. make it about me or you didn't make it about her. You made it about how God views her. You know, so I think yeah. that's really key um, in bringing that out because I've had a whole lot of people message, you know, in times past in regards to, well, my partner has done this amount of time. So my partner, um, they told me about their past and I can't get over it. And it's like, um, what do you mean God is forgiving you and you can't forgive someone else? After the Bible says, make allowance for another person's faults. You know, so that's why I just really want to know your perspective on it. Yeah. But and yeah, and Brittany as well. I know I cut yeah. cut in before and, I gave and you another, And another thing though, just just to add on that, like you can have a clean sexual past, but that doesn't mean you have a clean heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Preach. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, like just because yeah ac externally you look good you know and yeah you you didn't have sex i mean you could quote unquote say that you're you know you're living a, a life of purity but you could be living a life like a pharisee yeah. as well mm -hmm. so i think sometimes we have to like really understand like it's that inward work because the goal to purity is not virginity the goal to purity is to be more like jesus yeah and i think oftentimes we say oh man you know I didn't sleep around, but the, okay, great. You didn't sleep around, but your heart is bitter. Your heart is hardening. Yeah. Your heart is insecure. You're immature. So I think for like, for, for me, the way that I, I saw Brit is like, man, I, I don't, I'm not putting one sin to another sin. Nah. The reality is, look, we're all in need of God's grace. Uh, we all have fallen short. So I, I didn't let my past or let her past affect our fear. And I think that's just, I think we need to get, we need to understand all that because if not, I think our view and our perspective has just become so muddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in, regard, in regards to you, Brittany, sorry, because I know I asked the question, then I butted in and then didn't get you a chance to speak. But, you know, as a woman coming from that past, like, how does it take, I guess, I guess one, we could shift it. How does it, how long did it take or what did you do in order to become, you know, who you are today? Because obviously you got saved and you knew what the Bible said. You knew that God was starting a new work in you, but how did you learn to let go of that shame? That's another part that people really need to address. Even if they weren't on, you know, a certain level of sin, but they still walk with that shame. So to get where you are as a woman, walking in purpose, preaching, teaching, helping others, you know, coming from the industry now, what do you say to other people that are you know, deal with the, maybe the insecurities that you may have had in the past. Guys, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everyone hears about therapy and a lot of times there's a lot of stigmas around it, but every person I've known that's taken the time to invest in this has never regretted it. You know, so if you're a person who feels as though you just need that urge or you just need it to hear someone tell you, I want to suggest BetterHelp to you. Therapy is known to be helpful in learning new coping skill 
and dealing with the things that maybe have been traumatic in your past, you know, and it also helps you to learn how to establish boundaries, which all of us need to learn how to do. So it's going to empower you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those of us who have been in the military, have been deployed. It can be for anyone. So if you're thinking about starting um, therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be completely convenient to you and very flexible. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com godly today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, I really took a, a year when I became a Christian after hearing my husband's message where I just said, God, like, I'm not going to date anybody for an entire year. Um, I recognized in that moment that I was broken and that I desperately mm-hmm. needed healing. And I knew that I was only going to find that in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And so I took a year off dating and every morning I wake up, I start my morning with worship, prayer, and reading my Bible. I went on several fasts throughout that year. I pushed away a plate, did a Daniel fast, just all different, just fasting, fasting, because I really wanted to grow in the Lord. And I developed such a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That year is so sacred to me. I have so many miraculous moments where, you know, I remember the Holy Spirit telling me to look in the mirror and encourage that broken 12-year-old in me where I'm telling her, I know you hate life right now. I know that you wish that you were dead, but when you're almost 26, you're going to meet Jesus and your whole world's going to turn around, hang in there. And it's like all these moments that kind of sound like, well, that's weird. Right. But like when you're actually in it with the Holy spirit, the Bible doesn't just say that he's a counselor. It says that he is the counselor Mm -hmm. and he really counseled me in my mess. Um, and regarding shame, I had shared my testimony with the large organization thinking that it was just going to be shown to women that were in the adult industry. Well, little did I know they were going to put it on YouTube and it went viral very quickly. And I was mortified and I was like, God, I didn't know that everybody was going to see this. And, you know, I told everyone at church, like I was so ashamed of my sin that I lied about my life. And I told people that I had just been a receptionist for the last, you know, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I don't know what to do, God. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, Brittany, can you picture Jesus on the cross? And I said, yes, I can picture him. Can you picture every beating that he took for you? The crown of thorns in his head. Can you picture the nails in his wrists and his feet? And I'm like, yes, I can picture that. And he said, well, was that enough for you? Mm. And I said, yeah, that was more than enough for me. And then the Holy Spirit said, then why are you ashamed of the very thing that Jesus died for you for? Now go be set free. And I kid you not, like it was this weight just got lifted off of me. Like, you're so right. Why am I ashamed of this? Jesus died for this. Like my sin isn't shocking to him. And it was like, I got so set free. I didn't need validation or approval from anyone after that, because I felt from the Holy spirit himself that I was already approved by God. And so I just went to everyone at church that, that following week. And I told like the parking lot, uh, attended, (laughs) uh, the greeters, everyone. I And I just started telling everybody because I was so free and I wanted everyone to like encounter the same love of God that had set me free in that moment. And I just no longer could, could dwell in shame. Yeah, so there's a couple of good points that both of you guys mentioned. I, I love one um, where you're mentioning, you know, what that weight being lifted. And it's like, now I'm willing to tell people it is what it is at this point, because 
when you when you don't embrace your testimony, now it becomes a prison for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So you're not supposed to be afraid, you know, telling people where you come from. You know, the woman at the well, she goes from being shocked. How does this dude know about all these men that I've been with to now, hey, come see a man. He done told me everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, that's really how we should be whenever... Like we should be willing to have our sins exposed, um, you know, because unfortunately, you know, we try to hold on to it, but secrecy always leads to bondage, you know, so that's really good. And I love what you said, Richard, when you were saying that a goal isn't virginity, the goal is purity. Um, that's one of the things we especially mentioned in our book. And we try to drive home anytime we're talking on a podcast about topics like this, because I feel as though a lot of times people had the impression, well, I'm a virgin, so I'm good to go. When in reality, no, your heart is worse than a person who was out yeah. doing mess and now they're living right, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we have to understand that purity is way deeper than that because while one person is shaming you for being on the video, you're entertaining the video. So the same perversion was operating in your life, you know? So it's just yeah. like, Jesus is not trying to just focus on people with bad actions. He's trying to cleanse all of our hearts. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. the church we've mastered having the, you know, we look just perfect, you know what I mean? And still Absolutely. secretly deal with bondage, you know? So I think it's very, very good that you guys are super vocal on these things because not a lot of people are willing to address certain things. I've had people that are like, Hey, Tavares, Hey, let me go on the podcast. I'm going to tell my story about how God delivered me from homosexuality. And then I'm like texting them the day of recording. And they're just like, I don't know if I want people really listening to it. And I'm just like, it's not me forcing you to, but at some point you have to be willing to say that was who I was. That's no longer yeah. who I am. You know, Paul yeah. said, all those people are going to hell, but such were some of you, but now we are washed, cleansed. You know, so it's so important that we remember who we are in Christ. But now um, the way you guys operate in your ministry um, and what drives you guys is trying to help people live lives of purity. So yeah. could you, I want to hear from both perspectives, you know, from a woman, from a man, from a husband, you know, from a wife, from a parent, whatever it is that you feel, I want you to define, you know, the beauty of purity. Why is it so important for us to, to walk in that today? Yeah, well, you know, the word purity means uh, to be uncontaminated, right? Yeah. So the goal is, is to be pure in heart. And oftentimes we think that purity is a sex issue, but the reality is purity is a heart issue mm -hmm. because everything that you do flows from your heart. Yeah. And purity is really not about perfection. Purity is about progression mm -hmm. because every day we should be pursuing the one who's the pure one. And mm -hmm. who's that? Jesus. And I believe that the area where God is most interested in it is our heart because everything that we do flows from it. Yeah. And I think too often, Tavares, we have this like, we have this, uh, we have this thought or mindset that when it comes to purity, it's like purity is about moments, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to be pure when I'm single, I'm pure when I'm dating, and that's about it. But purity is not supposed to be a, a moment. It's a lifestyle. Every day, we should be walking in purity because every day we should be working on our heart. Right. And oftentimes uh, when we don't work on our heart, we have to understand that's how it affects our actions. Yeah. So that's where like we're really big on is making sure that our heart is right, that our heart is pure, because everything that we do is going to affect that. And if we look throughout the text, I never seen it in the text where it says, you know, if you, 
keep yourself as a virgin, then I'm going to use you. Mm -hmm. No, the Bible says if you keep yourself pure, then I'm going to use you as a special utensil. So it's like God wants to use us. You know, God wants to promote us, but God does not promote filthiness. He promotes holiness. Yeah. God doesn't yeah. promote righteousness. Yeah. He promotes righteousness. <laughs> and God is calling us to be pure, to be righteous. Why? Because everything that we do flows from it. So that's one of the perspectives that I have. And yeah. how about you, Ben? No, I agree 100%. The purity is really an inside job. And we see that when we look at the scriptures, when Jesus tells the Pharisees, you know, you guys do everything right externally, but internally you're full of greed, you're full of selfishness. Mm -hmm. And he said, you hypocrites, first you need to clean the inside yep. of the cup and yeah. then the outside will be clean as well. And so if, if you were to come over and, you know, I had a dirty, I had, I had all these cool mugs and I said, Hey, come, come have a cup of coffee. And you're like, Oh, I love this cup. It says not today, Satan. And you go to pour your coffee, but it's full of like mold and dirt like that's you're not going to want to use it and sometimes like we're in the church and my husband and I have talked to so many people they're like why isn't God using me but it's like what does your heart look like you know could it be that you're not being used as a special utensil because your heart is dirty so yeah. what would you do with a dirty cup you go and you wash it you know and what soap and water is to a God's presence is to our hearts hey, and on. so that's why we say that the pursuit of G uh, the pursuit of Jesus is the pursuit of purity because the more time that you're spending in his presence he's gonna wash away the hurt he's gonna wash away the unforgiveness the greed the selfishness the lust like it's only found in the presence of God we can't do that just by trying to get better like it, it yeah. really comes from just hanging out with him yeah uh, no, nah, I thought you was about to go and preach, bro. Oh, I wasn't, I was about, gonna, I wasn't uh, gonna take the mic from you. That's not so good because then that sets up with that sets us up to have good relationships. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's like one big thing. I, I, you know, with Brittany and I, even our story, we made sure that we got our heart right before her and I, you know, became an item. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes what we do is we focus on that external, right? But we never focus on the internal. And then since we bypass those things, we ask ourselves this question, man, I didn't know that, that he or she was like this, or where did this anger come from? Hey, where did this lust issue come from? I, I didn't know you watched porn. Well, the reality is, is that you thought uh, porn was going to fix your marriage, but only Jesus could fix your heart. And that yeah. eventually is the overflow to your marriage. So it's like everything goes back to your heart. Friend, how is your heart when your heart is right? everything is going to flow right in your life. Yeah. So you, you had already mentioned it uh, when you start speaking in the beginning. And I was like, if he doesn't say this, I already have the scripture ready. Like these people need to hear this, but yeah, second Timothy two, uh, 23, 22 in the NLT, it says in a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteousness, living, righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with the pure hearts. And I love what you said because the first thing you mentioned is that purity should be seen as a pursuit. When I was younger, I viewed it as though it was the destination, not necessarily the pursuit. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd be struggling with less, you know, I'd be struggling with pornography or something like that. And immediately cold turkey, cut it all off, cut it all off, 
not listening to this type of music, not watching this, this, um, this type of thing. And then months will go by and I don't feel any type of temptation. Next thing you know, it creeps back in because you got to a place of comfortability. You know, you, you got complacent. So now you didn't realize that your relationship with God, you know, you, you got so comfortable with it. You didn't realize that it's actually a, a constant pursuit of them that now the yeah, same yeah. sins that you had in the past, now they're reoccurring. You know, so we have to understand that God is not worried about us seeking him Sunday morning, Wednesday evening, whenever you have church. No, he wants daily pursuit of him. And as you pursue him, he cleanses you. You know, and it's key that we understand it's a matter of, do you want God to use you? Do you want to have a relationship with God? And I know a lot of people, they just want to make it in. You know what I mean? And I respect it. You know, that's the most important <laughs> thing there is. You know, but at the same time, that's like me saying, like, I want my wife to be happy on certain days. You know, I, I want my yeah. wife to know I love her when I see her. You know what I mean? It's like, no, that to have a true relationship, it has to be consistency. Church is not meant to be, you know, rules, follow this rule, follow these guidelines, and you just make it in. And it's like, it's way bigger than that, you know? So it's, it's really key to know, because when you think about it, there are times when God wants to, he wants to find someone that he can use and he cannot because of everybody living reckless. You know, the Bible yeah. mentioned, I believe it was in Ezekiel, that he was looking for a man and couldn't find one. How scary is that? That God looking for one righteous dude to do something and you can't find anybody available? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's unacceptable if we, okay, since everyone else is doing it, then I'll settle as well. No, God is waiting on one person to start the revival. You know, God's waiting yeah. on one person that uh, to bring a change. Like, yes, everybody's watching pornography, but you can make the decision that I'm yeah. not going to. And then yeah. you'll impact others. You know, that fire is just going to trickle down to other people. You know, so I thought that was really, really good what you guys are saying that. So I'm not the type of person that that tries to tell people, you do these things and then you're automatically good. You're, you'll never struggle again. But I also understand that there are some people that are sadly on the other end of the spectrum that think they can do whatever. And then, you yeah. know you know, it, it is what it is. So what are some practical things you think people can do right now or some questions that I can ask myself to know if I'm living a life of purity? What are some questions I can ask about my relationship, about my entertainment, about my environment? What are some things that we can do uh, to look within ourselves, you know, and to see if we're walking according to God's word? Yeah, I think the first thing is the Bible says that in Psalm 119, I believe it's 119, 9, how can a young person stay pure yeah. by according to your word? Or there's another scripture that says, another translation that says, by obeying your word. Um, walking in purity is just not about reading the word. It's about obeying the word. Yeah. So just in a practical sense, are you obeying God's word? Are you being imitators of him? You know, when we walk in purity or holiness, the word holy means to be set apart, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, if we're walking in purity, then we're not going to be selective about what we want to do and what we don't want to do. So just in a, in a practical sense of, okay, I'm going to obey God's word. Um, I'm going to forgive others. I'm going to love those who might say something wrong about me when it comes to sin um, or lust. I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to entertain those things. Mm -hmm. So those right there, just in a practical sense, are just a benchmark. And how do you, how do you know that you're walking? Well, because from the word, you reading the wind, obeying it, the overflowing it is shown through your actions. Yeah. So I just think that would be like one one thing. How about you, babe? What would be one practical thing that you would say? Yeah, I mean, seeking God on a daily basis is one practical thing. Also having accountability. Accountability mm -hmm. is so powerful. Like 
There were times when, like, when I made my vow with God, for instance, that I was going to take a year off dating, there was temptation that came in, you know, guys that wanted to date me. And I'm so grateful that I had accountability. No, Brittany, you made a vow with the Lord. Better to not make a vow than to break one. The Lord will never tempt you. It's not him sending you this guy. It is the enemy, you know. But if I didn't have wise counsel account and accountability in my life i would have easily gone backwards very easily Mm -hmm. so don't try to do your faith walk alone i know a lot of people are like i'm good i'm my relationship with god i don't need church no you do need church you do need the accountability you do need the community like you do need that so um that's another thing do you have any others that you would i would say um you know that you're walking in purity too is um is when your discernment is clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, when good. you're walking in purity, you walk in clarity. Yeah, that's good. Say that again. When you walk in purity, you walk in clarity. Um, when you're walking mm-hmm. in the flesh, notice that things get cloudy. Mm-hmm. For instance, how about our boy Samson? Like, bro, you didn't know that Delilah was trying to set you up the whole time? Like, you didn't know that Delilah was, you know, trying to tie you up, mess you up, <laughs> get you in trouble? He didn't know that. Why? Because his discernment was off. He was messing around with lust so much that it threw off his discernment. When you're walking in purity, your discernment is on point. You know what God is in and what God isn't. When you're walking in purity, you see things like so yeah. clearly. You see through things like, like, I, like you could say something and I can just sense it in my spirit, whether mm-hmm. that's on or whether that's off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Holy Spirit just working in you and you just discern it. But where, like, how does your discernment get sharpened mm-hmm. when you're walking in purity, when you're walking in the presence of God? But sometimes to ours, what happens is, is that we're not, when we're not walking in purity, when our heart is bitter, okay, yeah. our motives aren't right. We don't see things correctly. I see people like they would say things like, man, I, 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 I didn't think that person would cheat on me or I didn't think that person was a bad person. I'm like, you, you, you didn't, you didn't, you couldn't tell through the yeah. speech, through this and this, but you know, or in other words, Oh, I thought he was a great Christian because you know, he posts all the posts and Oh my gosh, he goes to church. And I'm like, yeah, but just because they have the label, doesn't mean they have the fruit. Yeah, hey. exactly. I think sometimes when, when, when you're a person of purity, you bypass labels and you mm-hmm. invest in the fruit. That's right. Um, I, you know, I mean, we could talk about this forever. You know what I mean? What yeah. are you entertained by? Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, what are you hungry for? I like? say um, that if I don't, what if I don't feed my spirit, not spirit. spirit fed, if I'm not spirit fed, I'll be emotionally led. Um, if you are constantly filling your spirit with the, like, you're so entertained by those HBO shows that, you know, they have a lot of sex scenes. You're entertained by all the music, all those things. Like when you are closer to the Holy spirit, you kind of have a deeper conviction, you know, yeah. where it's like, those things just don't sit right. Like yeah. I could hear some different songs and I'm just like, can we just turn that off? It just feels draining to me. Like, I don't even yeah, want to be yeah, entertained yeah. by that kind of stuff, right. you know? And it's just like your your level of closeness to the Holy Spirit, your convictions just become a little deeper because he wants mm-hmm. to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. He wants you to win. So and good. he knows that those things have the potential to hinder your purity. Mm-hmm. That's good. Man, you guys just went one gem after another. I'm trying to figure out where I, where am I starting? <laughs> but but so so good, so good. Like when you mentioned um, a lifestyle of purity is the one 
when you walk in purity, you walk in clarity. And I think that's Maybe. so, so man, I can't, I'm still in that quote. I'm telling them that I, I thought of it when I was praying. Oh man, I see now it's copyrighted guys. That's why you have to write your books. Um, but it, and we need to talk about your book right after this. I want you guys to tell us a little bit about it and I'll have all the information in the description box, but you know, Brittany said something that was really good. Um, what are you entertained by, right? Yeah. And I know we we say this so often, but just think about it practically. If I eat burgers every day, if I eat fried chicken, whatever, all types of unhealthy foods, when someone brings a salad to me, it is, sorry, that's not yeah. God's will for my life. You know, yeah, and it's- but the person who's been a vegan for a while, vegetarian for a while, and you offer them a salad, they are on cloud nine because they desire it. So when someone is trying to present to you the things of God and you have no interest in it, then you know you're not walking a life of purity. That's but, you know, so I, I always try to tell people, like, pay attention to where the conversations are going because wow. it, we're human. You have hormones. God is not against your hormones. He understands that, you know, you might have these emotions or you have to control your flesh. But if you realize... You guys can talk about everything but God, then that is the biggest red flag there is. Yeah, because yeah. at some point you have to realize what is the, the fruit that's being that's coming from the tree. You know, so I thought that was good, you know, because if if you're if you're not focused on what you're entertaining, then it's clear that it's not spiritual things, you know. So you have to make sure that if you're not being like a lot of people, you know, we can watch our our two-hour movies, we could binge watch our shows, we can't pray five minutes. Um, we don't go to church if it's raining, um, you know, all these things that we make up all the excuses in the world on why the things of God are interesting to us, but it's yeah. impossible for me to pray for a godly relationship and not aim for a relationship well, with God first, you know? So what am I entertaining? Yeah. Because there's so many people and we've made episodes on it that I know upset people, you know, but it always confuses me when someone is just like, there are no godly men in church. There are no godly women in church. No, there are plenty. The problem is we want carnal people in church. We want people right. <laughs> that are extremely worldly, but speak in tongues. Like, fam, no, we're not going to get but the best of both worlds. That's not how this works, you know? And it's Absolutely. like, what are, what are we really allowing into our lives? So it's really key that we pay attention to not just what they're saying, not just the label, but the fruit, like you said, Richard. You know, I thought those were some real good keys. But I know you guys... Um, released one book last year still need to get that one uh, but you also you guys also just released uh something else if i'm not mistaken so please tell us a little bit about that you know because I, I want the people that probably won't hear the end of the episode that at least hear about the book yeah, yeah so uh for the book called a purity that, that we released last year um that one is really all about dealing with the issues of heart mm. of your heart Part. There is an, uh, one chapter on sexual purity, but it's called a call to purity. That's a great place to really dive in if you want to dive deep into the issues of your heart. And then yeah. we have a 40-day devotional. It's called Stop Searching and Start Living. It's 40 days of devotions to help you walk in purity, to overcome lust, uh, and to overcome pornography as well. And we believe in the power of prayer. So at the end of each devotional, there's a word of prayer that you can just yeah. pray over yourself. And it's 40 days of tools, 40 days of wisdom. Um, and we really believe, like, as I was editing the book, like, there were times I was crying because I could really feel God on this book. And I had, um, I just really believe that it's really going to help set mm -hmm. people free on their journey to porn free, to find freedom from porn. 
Oh, I, thought, I just didn't want to in, interrupt you. Uh, but guys, <laughs> I think this is definitely an amazing resource. You know, before we even got onto this podcast, there's some couple of people that I'm just like, I want them on the podcast, but I, you know, I hate, I hate being rejected. You know, I'm always yeah. DMing people Aww. and, and I don't know, you guys are celebrities, you know, you're trying to be humble, but, <laughs> oh my God, you know, no but, you know, so I had a friend, you know, who's also going to be back on the podcast soon, uh, connect us. And it's been definitely a blessing. So before we end this podcast, I do want to have you guys do something for me. I want you guys to give a challenge to the men and the women that are listening today. So whether single or married, Richard, I want you to, t if, if, even if you're told you feel led to say something to the opposite sex, but both of you, I want you to speak into the lives of the, the young men and the young women listening. And we have some people that are well into 40s, 50s, some even older, just because they're trying to teach people at their churches or children or anything. So what what, what are some what are some tools that you will say in regards to relationships and purity that people just need to hear? Like if you, last time you get to speak to this young person before they leave the church, make a bad relationship, whatever it is, what is something that you'll say to the person listening to this episode right now? Yeah. So um, I'll speak just, I'll speak to the women. Uh, I have such a huge heart for women. I remember going into church and it was shortly after leaving the porn industry. And I just had uh, this conversation with the Lord and I'm just like, God, what's wrong with me? Like I went from hearing uh, you're beautiful almost on a daily basis to not hearing it all in the church. And I, I honestly started triggering a lot of insecurities because I had this desperate need for validation and acceptance, which a lot of women have. And the Holy Spirit just reminded me that he was doing something within me, that he was cleaning the inside of my cup and that he was teaching me that I was valuable and worthy. And that if nobody ever affirmed me ever again, that he wanted me to be so confident that I didn't need their affirmation because yeah. I already knew that I was that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to speak that over you because a lot of times, Times women you will jump into a relationship because a man says all the right things because he's filling a void that's in your heart that only yeah. Jesus can fill and so as you spend time with him on a daily basis and you read his word when you know what God has to say about you you you're not going to care about what anyone else has to say about you you're yeah. not going to care whether they love you or they dislike you like it's just it's not gonna you're not gonna live and die by their praise and so I'd really encourage you to really discover the love of God that's going to show you how valuable and worthy you are because mm -hmm. it, until you know how valuable and worthy you are you're not going to attract somebody that's going to value you the way that Christ does so yeah. get, work on yourself if you're single keep working on yourself by growing in the Lord and I promise you he's going to bring you his absolute best in his divine timing amen amen what I would say to the men is this is that the greatest gift that you can give your partner is a healed heart. And oftentimes, man, it's easy for us to attract a woman, to retain a woman, but we don't do well with managing and sustaining that relationship. And how does that all happen? That happens with a healed heart. And I realized in my heart that whatever I don't address in my heart, it will start to manifest in my actions. And in order for my actions to be right, my actions to be pure, to love my wife right, that I need God to do an inward work in me. You see, the Bible teaches us in Psalm 51.10, it's David saying, he's saying, God, create a clean heart in me. And I believe here, men, that God wants us to have clean hearts. When our heart is right, I'm telling you, everything that we do, will uh, it will be done right. And everything that we do and everything that we're in, man, it would just flow. So I just pray, men, that 
you know, we can go before the Lord and just ask him, like, God, if there's anything in my heart, I love what Psalm 26, 2 says, is test me and try me, Lord, examine my heart. If there's anything in my heart, point it out. And the things that God has called us to point out, men, he's calling us to do that. So it won't be a stumbling block later on in our lives. So I'm just praying that over you men today, that we would get a clean heart and we didn't allow God to purify us from the inside out. Man, what a blessing this episode has been. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Yeah, we're so we're, grateful. We're going to put you on like right, a weekly yes. retainer. <laughs> wow, man, you guys are great. Definitely a blessing. And as you can hear from all the gems they dropped, you're probably going to need to share this episode with a friend. And Richard, I need all the information. I need all the books lined up. The people need to make their, make their orders. So they're going to put all that in our description box. And we're so grateful that you guys stuck to the end. And as always, we'll be seeing you guys next week. Peace.